I am Erasmus B. White. <laughs> I'm I'm Calvin Williams. <laughs> Lucas. Um... <laughs> Actually, I'm Francis Hall. I forgot. This is, a, this is a different show. It is February 13th, 2021. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. We're going to talk about love. We're going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk about all that good stuff and sometimes very difficult stuff. But first, I do want to address that the Senate today did... Uh, vote to acquit Donald Trump uh, in the impeachment trial. No surprise there, um, but uh, but still, uh, my mother said about the 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 uh, senators that voted to acquit. My mother said, "Well, heaven help them." And I think that's appropriate because they did take an oath to God, saying that they would be impartial. And I don't think anyone who's impartial could have completely ignored the evidence the way that they did. However, and I'm going to wrap this up quickly, I did like the first day, uh, Not obviously not all the horrifying imagery and all the terrible stuff, but I liked when Trump's lawyer first started to speak, and he said, oh shit, you guys prepared, <laughs> basically. <laughs> He's like, damn, you guys prepared. I wasn't ready for that. I had to change everything that I was going to say, so now I'm just going to ramble on for an hour, and, and good job, by the way. Then he and then he says, "I am the prosecutor." Oh wait, I'm sorry, I'm not the prosecutor. So watching him fuck it all up was fun. So let's check in with you folks, Lucas. How are you? Um, well, my roommate stole my phone. Won't give it back. Um, so there's that. That's why I can't reach you. Yep. Yeah. I knew all my stuff was before the leg left. Um, and um. And like because my roommate um fucks with my cords and I can't get on to my government classes which are like um mandated so I, um my roommate's gonna be kicked out but there's that and this is a fairly new roommate fairly new roommate but yeah I'm kicking him out I don't need his money he's barely paying anything I, I took him in out of the kindness of my heart I'm paying for this apartment I he was barely paying anything um and he doesn't allow me to get on to my government classes and I think they're mandated. I'm sorry to hear that. I am very sorry to hear that. Calvin, how are you? I don't... Maybe Calvin can't hear us right now. Oh. Uh, the computer is try, trying to act up again. <laughs> I hear you. And... All right, well, we'll get back to Calvin. Um, so I took some notes, Lucas, uh, about us, our first meetings, some of the Valentine's Day stuff that we did uh, in the past. And we first met, it was June 7th, 2014. That was the first time I saw you, and I fell in love with you the first time I saw you. For folks who haven't heard the story, it was a, it was a burlesque show. I was a stage manager. Lucas was Lucille at the time, and she was a performer. And and I always try to get people's tech notes before they before they get there. And, <laughs> and Lucille just didn't give me her tech notes. Even though until, you even until, though you you were the guy guy in the poster for me, like you were the guy that like I, I wrote papers about in college. <laughs> you know, you were the guy in the poster, and yet I still get, didn't give you the time of day. <laughs> and you had also been to uh, Face Boys Follies. Yeah, you, you were the guy in the poster. Like, my, my wife was like, my wife was like, this is, 
this is the most impressive man to ask that he's all the hot girls. You have to go up right now and ask him for a job. And I was like, he's too cool. <laughs> you know, I get that a lot, that people really have this image of me that, that I'm this really cool guy. And then they get to know me. <laughs> they realize I'm just, you know, I'm kind of a nerd. I'm kind of goofy. I'm just no, but not... I mean, I'm a nerd, too. Okay. So, uh, so I had jokingly said, uh, because of not getting the the tech notes, I jokingly said uh, that's gonna that's gonna you now you're gonna have to get a spanking. And before like almost it was like I never saw pants. Can I can I can I announce this? Like before that before this, I had impeccable boundaries with my burlesque producers. Impeccable boundaries, but for some reason, for some reason with you. Oh, and probably because you were the boy in the poster. I was like, sure. <laughs> so fast those pants came down. So fast. <laughs> I, I told this story to my rehab therapist, who I, did, I just know is, is a comedian. I found her. Um, I found her on the internet. Um, she. Um, she said, um, "What a love story." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of my nieces asked uh, about us. She she goes, "Was it love at first sight?" And I was so glad to be able to say yes because I knew that when in just the asking of the question, she wanted to believe in love at first sight. And I said it was love at first sight, but I didn't know it was requited. Let's go down the line a little bit here. June twenty eighth, uh, I bumped into you at a at a party. Uh, so this was uh, maybe three weeks later. And um, notes about this. And my friends were saying, "This girl is totally into you." And I was like, "No, there's no way. Nah, she's so cool. She's so hot. She's not into me like that." July third, two thousand fourteen. The first pic of your butt you send to me. He still didn't get it. And I still didn't get it. I'm, I'm like. Well, that's very nice. That was very nice. I, I, I guess she just likes to send butt pics to her friends and people that she works with. I guess I'm a friend now. <laughs> July 26th. First bent over full nude butt pic that was had cane marks on it from getting beat by Irene. <laughs> I still don't get it. <laughs> August 2nd, 2014, the second show that we worked together. At this point, you know, I'm head over the heels in love, but I still can't say anything. Still can't say anything. Uh, and somewhere between August 2nd and February and, and Valentine's Day of 2015, we did get together and break up. <laughs> Wait, is that because I let you date? No, not let you, but I suggested you date Swan. No, that comes later on. Okay, that comes later on. So, I, I found an article that Reverend Jen had written about about uh, how for that Valentine's Day I had written fifty two reasons that I love you and put it in a box, one for each week of the year. Um, <laughs> but also in the article it says that I had recently been dumped. <laughs> Exploit your your pain. (laughs) 
So I'm, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be it's going to be seven years, June seventh. Uh, my longest relationship ever, uh, and I love you so damn much. I respect you so goddamn much. I feel so so lucky to have this love, but the first couple of years were rocky. <laughs> well, I was in that institution. So wait, no, I'm, I'm still in that institution. So far. <laughs> but that was like. Wait, I got put in an institution for, for dating a biker who I'm still in contact with. <laughs> um, and, um, and for being a stripper. And then and then my brother, who put me in the institutions, comes into my music studio at my bar I'm at, that I work at. And um, we see him on the camera snorting pills. <laughs> and, that was a, and he put me in an institution for finding like a cocaine vial. <laughs> So my boss goes, isn't this the bitch who just put you in an institution? And I said, oh, yes, it is. <laughs> Thanks, Matthew. Shout out to you. <laughs> but my brother, my brother's still trying to put me in institutions when I'm acting in fully sane. He calls me up and he says, I can't, I can't support this behavior anymore. <laughs> you can get a, you a little bit more right into now? the mic. I think it's my, my connection, but... No, when, but, when you're up against the mic, then we can hear you great. But, uh, he, um, yeah, Matthew's, Matthew's still in trouble. <laughs> I'm going to get back to our fun, crazy relationship in a bit. Um, Calvin, uh, before the show... You're saying that it's not something you have a lot of experience in. What uh, to begin with? I've never asked this question. What is your preferred uh, model of relationship? Is it monogamy? Is it polyamory? And and I don't, I don't think I've ever even asked if you're if you're straight. Okay, um, monogamy. Um, um, polyamory is something very uh, uh, relatively new and uh, very at this point foreign to me um i um i like within the last four yeah about four or five ye- <clears throat> four or five years i was introduced to a polyamory through uh through a friend of mine and uh our circle of mutual friends that i began to uh began to meet and really uh really love and respect and look at poly like polyamory is great for people who can understand like really understand and like really realize that communication is like the the number one tenant of it absolutely and uh, communication is something i have difficulty with just on a on a uh, regular conversational basis so <laughs> I can I can already tell you that that will be a major problem for me, <laughs> just logistically. <laughs> but uh, uh, to answer your other question, I am straight. Um, but um, with that said, I've the last relationship or any sort of like significant anything that I've had was eighteen years ago. 18 years ago. Yeah. And you're 35. Yeah, I will be 36 this year. 
la uh, last relationship I was in was uh, back in 2003. So, uh, are, are you interested in dating or, or do you, would you or at this point or not, not right now? Good question. <coughs> I really don't know anymore. I'm, I kind of, I kind of, kind of waver, kind of waver back and forth. Yeah, I hear that. They... Sometimes I try to get rid of all my boyfriends on one day. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes I, I get too exhausted bringing up with them all, and and Francis doesn't get broken up with. <laughs> but he was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Last time you did this, you 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 said I meant to break up with you too, but I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. <laughs> and then there was one, we've, we've discussed this breakup, just because it's so fucking funny. One of, the, one of the first breakups, I didn't know it was a breakup. Um, it was Lucille, so it was she. she. She called me up and she said, I don't want cocks anymore. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm back and forth a lesbian sometimes. He said, I, I, don't, I don't want cocks anymore. Not lesbian it's anymore, not just your cock. I just don't want cocks anymore. And, and hung up. And uh, maybe a week <laughs> no, or so later, <laughs> maybe a week or so later, I, I called and I said, hey, uh, I would like to make you dinner. Uh, are you busy? Blah, blah, blah. And she was we like. We went to lunch in Washington Square Park, actually. We had yeah. And, and, <laughs> and you were like. I told you I don't want cocks. And I said, I don't need to bring my cock. It doesn't have to be part of the equation. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. And just because, and partly because I was fine with us being platonic, wanted my cock again. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't give it to you that day. <laughs> that day we just had lunch. And that's fine. And I think that... I wore, like, a really sexy outfit. Like, my boobs were out. <laughs> it was the daytime. I remember exactly what I wore. It was, like, this cheetah print. There was see-through net. During the day, it was, like, a nice summer day. Everyone's dressed, like, in sundresses. <laughs> and I'm dressed, like, nightlife whore. Let's go back 18 years. Uh, what was that relationship like? And how did, how did you meet her? And how long did it last? And tell me a little bit about it. If, if you feel okay with that. If you don't, just tell me. You know, we'll move on to something else. Um, I, can, I can talk as much about it as I can remember. <laughs> okay. Um, so I... I had met her at a uh, college orientation, and um, we just ha uh, we just happened to meet up. Uh, we just happened to meet. We struck up a conversation. I think I had I had asked her I had asked her about something, and we just started talking, and uh, ended up exchanging numbers before the uh, weekend was over, and ended up talking at one point, talking every day. <laughs> She had a boyfriend at the time, so I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna step back. And she, like, even before we like, considered, uh, considered dating, she, she was like, like, she was having problems with her relationship. And I told her, 
listen, you're in a relationship. I, I am not going to get in the way of that, but if you want to consider, like, if you want to consider something with me, you have, you have to be single. And so she continued her relationship for like another month or two and then uh, they ended up breaking up and like <laughs> almost felt like immediately ran over to me, which, uh, which kind of makes a guy feel good, not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she, <clears throat> so two of us ended up dating for about five months. So like. Um, through most of the summer and uh, through uh, all through first semester, but um, if a, I think the biggest issue, biggest issue that we had was she wanted to she wanted to sleep with other people and I was obviously against that as someone who had never been in a relationship before up until that point. Yeah. <laughs> This is this is long before my understanding of like polyamory and things like that, and I was just like, no, that doesn't feel right. Something something's off. So she ended up breaking up with me, and then after after that, it just <coughs> didn't really feel like well, didn't really feel like dating again. I felt I don't know. I felt like after. After that, I had to like take some time to reflect and understand maybe what I'm looking for, and maybe you try again someday. But uh, someday never actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> Yet, um, I've tried. I've tried. I've tried dating. I've gone on a gone on a few dates actually. A couple of years ago, I ended up. Um, uh, Dating a, uh, dating uh, uh, somebody I met at a party through uh, mutual friends, and uh, she and I ended up hitting it off like really well. But biggest issue was I, I couldn't get like I was unable to get a feel for her, and I, to this day, communication is very very difficult for me, and so that fizzle that fizzled very very quickly. Yeah, and if you were to ask me uh, to what do I attribute the, the the strength of my relationship with Lucas, uh, communication, absolutely. Uh, we have tremendously good communication. On Wednesday, we talked on the phone for a total of three hours throughout the day and evening, and it all just flowed. You know, it it, it just flows with us. And, and and if you asked me what the problem was in the first couple of years, I'd say the same thing. Communication. Mostly on my end. I was I, I I had to I had to step it up and be better about it. And I did. Uh let's play some music. I would like to start with uh uh a, a song about looking for love. This is Queen. I love Queen. Yeah, and I don't think we've played Queen here before. This is uh, Somebody to Love, Queen, 1976, written by Freddie Mercury. It's in the rock gospel uh, area. This song was inspired by Aretha Franklin, 
uh, Mercury has said. It was it was Aretha's style that uh, that in, that inspired him to to write it and compose it the way it is. So if you have that ready, and if we can play it, this is uh, somebody to love, Queen. All right, let's see, let's see how this goes. Thank you. 
beautiful man the best song about not being in love that i've ever fucking heard (laughs) (laughs) i think we have balance here that that is good for the show because you know valentine's day tomorrow not everyone wants to hear the fucking happy and love couple (laughs) 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 There, there are lots of people out there uh uh, it, it more in Calvin's position than than in me and Lucas, and uh, so of, it. Um, I was gonna say what's kind of funny is, <clears throat> you would think I'd I'd be like love. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> You've always been so supportive of our relationship, weird as it is. Because <laughs> those those are usually the best ones. <laughs> 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 But like I'm, I am, I am a strong advocate for love. So let's talk a little bit about a love that you absolutely can relate relate to: familial love, family love. <laughs> yes. Um. I mean, you y'all already like you already know, and it's been well established on this show and my show how much I love my mom. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so. You both have that in common. We and both I, love our and mom. And I love, I love Francis's mom that way. <laughs> and she loves you. And you I, love, I, you love Joanne. I, I love Joanne too. <laughs> I love Joanne too. <laughs> Joanne is my mother's name. But, but, but why I love Francis's mom more? <laughs> who I, I, I don't know if this is appropriate to do on the radio, but you know, I did, I did promise. I did promise your mother now that 2020 is over i was worried it wasn't gonna happen but now that 2020 is over i did promise your mother i would let her walk you down the aisle in that nice church but i'm just concerned about the church part i i don't know that they're gonna take <laughs> she picked out like that really fancy church first Presbyterian first presbyterian church on 12th yeah. street is uh they they're they are they're they're fine they're cool so I am going to t- I am going to let her walk you down the aisle, but um, we're going to have to tell her about Lucas. I'm just waiting for her to figure it out. Should, should, we, just, should we just let her figure it out at the wedding? Or? I still think she'll be like, I think that priest made a big mistake when he said husband and husband. I think we should wear white. I, I think we should wear white suits. I think it would be nice after all the bloodshed we've caused in New York City. To have a white wedding. And even though I've been married twice before, I never got married for a reason. I never, for a reason, I never walked down the aisle. So I think in church, I've technically never really been married. So I think I'm allowed to. And I have never been married at all. Um, so I I actually, like, I took life very seriously this morning. I, I emailed your sister, um, my ther- two therapists that run for Dawson and Jess and, and the guy who runs the Goodwill and I said that I will get sober other than marijuana for for this. You you emailed my sister? Yeah. I, I included her with my therapists and they like okay. run programs. Um, also because Redford decided to make some changes and be more accepting. Um, based on my case um, and so i decided to get sober i was like all right i'll street shoot now that's what i said well congratulations on that yeah right on should we wear white suits or what let's let's uh 
make those decisions as the date progresses. You still have to get a divorce. Uh, I think I'm. I think I'm practically divorced. Practically divorced <laughs> is not a legal term. They, it there says I'm go. single on my taxes. <laughs> they, they they already like I think because the courts are closed. They they um, and 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 like the cops have asked me to get a restraining order, which I'm not doing. But um, I think the court the courts are aware of our situation. All right, also, let's see if we can get some money for the station. My mother said clean. She said clean cut, but clean cut. But what, what, should we assume for the Radio Free Brooklyn? <laughs> you are listening to a safe space radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn is a nonprofit 501c3 corporation. We could really use your help. Uh, uh, like many small businesses, we're struggling throughout this whole coronavirus thing. We are not able to rent our, our studio space for podcasts, which is a great source of revenue for us. So it is a difficult time for Radio Free Brooklyn. And we're giving you good stuff. We give you good stuff on this station. That's right. On this show and on this and, and so much, so many, so much great programming on Radio Free Brooklyn. So tax deductible, radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate. That is RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Calvin always nods when I get something right. <laughs> 501c3. Yes, that's right. <laughs> RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. I didn't say support, which would lead you to a, a, a help page, which is what I said for years. I led people to the wrong page for years. I didn't find oh, out there's man. more than one Radio Free Brooklyn page today, yeah. <laughs> the other day and do we have some copy to read some uh if you'd be so kind yes yes we got some copy here um we'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor city running tours if you live in new york city and run for either fun or exercise here's a way to learn something about the city while you're getting in your workout city running tours is now offering neighborhood running tours designed with locals in mind New York City takes pride in the diversity and character of its neighborhoods, and these unique running tours offer an opportunity to learn the history of our neighborhood and get personal recommendations from your guide. Choose from tours of 23 neighborhoods, including the East Village, the Upper West Side, Bushwick, Long Island City, and Roosevelt Island. For more information about the running tours and to see the list of neighborhoods and full tour schedule, check out their website at cityrunningtours.com slash newyorkcity. And make sure you check out their live tour every Saturday at 10 a.m. at the City Running Tours Instagram page, at City Running Tours. Thank you. He's such a professional. With that <laughs> and with everything that you do. Uh, I try. I appreciate it. <laughs> looking back at some Valentine's Day past, let's go with, uh, start with last year. Last year was the first time that we went out as uh, as out to a restaurant as we we we'll, I think we've Lucas. done it but we we went out to one in your neighborhood we went out to like our to we went to Arturo's we went to Arturo's which, which is, is like our family and we told them with because his mom wasn't there that time and they um they serenaded me I mean Italians are good people the Italians yeah, remarkably have been very, very okay I, I, was I was very nervous to tell Italians too because of the way that my mom was reacting. You know, she's 100% Italian, so I was like, well, the Italians are just not going to understand. But all my boss's friends out on Long Island have been very supportive of me. Um, I'd say everybody but my mother, but, but we're working on it. My psychiatrist cried about it. 
the owner of Arturo's, the, the, who's the, the daughter of Arturo, who, who founded the place. Uh, she's been friends with my sister. She went to school with my sister Elaine. And so, like, our family and, and Arturo's, very, very close connections there. So I was, I was nervous when, at Valentine's Day last year, when I started saying, and this is my boyfriend, Lucas. Um, but, yeah, they, they've known me for a very long time, too. So. Right. <laughs> but they got it. They got, they got it. it. They were really, not just cool with it, but yeah. Me. Yeah, when, it was really a beautiful experience. Yeah, Jimmy, who's who's got a great singing voice. He's one of the waiters there for many, many years. He sang, I, I don't remember which song it was, but it was a love song. And he directed it right at Lucas. Yeah. It, Shout out it, it to Toro and Pumps and all the Italians for, for really supporting me this year. Um, also to the pros community at, at the Goodwill. Um, so... That's mostly, you know, the Astoria community, um, mostly black women in Astoria um, have been uh, my mother's when my mother, you know, had to step out for a little bit to freak out. Um, and then, of course, your mother who knows but doesn't know but doesn't care. <laughs> doesn't seem to care. <laughs> That's a nice haircut, Lucille. <laughs> my breasts are brown. She has no notice of it. <laughs> Yeah, you came in after, after uh, I don't know whether it was after rehab. It was one of those one of the things that you were away for. You walked in, your breasts were bound, your hair was slicked back, you had a basketball under your arm that said Lucas on it. And mom was like, Lucille, so nice to see you. <laughs> your brother your brother laughed at that time, too. He, he's laughing all the time. You couldn't hold back. Because your brother's usually not there for these moments. It's usually your sister, but... <laughs> And so I tried to change the subject, talking about his hat. <laughs> Mom sees what she wants to see. Mom sees what she wants to see. Well, although I will say that at that point, my anorexia was so bad that even in my press round, Adrian saw me without, um, Adrian Buckmaster saw me without my press bound and said, you had top surgery. And Adrian knows my body very well. He's probably my, my main photographer that I've ever had in my life. So it's the fact that he thought that. Adrian Buckmaster, by the way, ever need kind of portrait work done, any kind of photography work done, that's who you go to. Adrian Buckmaster. Fantastic. And, and also he has his, uh, and Irene is there for hair and makeup to help you out. It's just the, the perfect package there. While we're doing shout outs, shout out to Lily and Nick. Uh, they have been wonderful to me. Lily, uh, I discovered it's now been 11 years that we have been friends. It's been a, a, a wonderful friendship that has taken on many, many different forms throughout the years. Uh, but shout out to them. Uh, may you have a wonderful, loving, fantastic day today, tomorrow, as many days and nights as possible. Shout out to, to them, too. Let's talk about friendship love for a bit. Oh, that's something. That's something I can I can definitely speak upon. Awesome. So, uh, I have a lot of, lot of, lot of fantastic friends in my life that uh, uh, hold very dear, including, including um, the uh, the ones that uh, uh, my friends that got me to join Radio Free Brooklyn in the first place. Um, I'm not. Um, uh, Francis, I'm sure you've met. Uh, uh, Mike Joseph, you already know Shane, of course. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, those are the two that conspired to uh, get me to uh, <laughs> to join Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> so, so you definitely have the the two of them to uh, thank for me being here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, Mike has been a a a, a huge con- contributor to like a lot of the good things that have happened in my life in the last five years. And it's kind of funny how he and I met. We we just happened to meet at a uh, at a music networking mixer because he's in the music industry and I am uh, I at the time was um, running a music blog with uh, with uh, my old high school English teacher. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really it was a really awesome website. I missed that website, but uh, I would be the one that would uh, be dispatched to go to the uh, music mixers, um, go see new music meet musicians and and the like and like he and i uh, bumped into each other and we we started talking and we really hit it off and became friends and from um he had been living in boston at the time <clears throat> but we had kept in touch he moved back to brooklyn he introduced me to all of his friends that live in the five boroughs and and that that whole friend group has become very near and dear to my heart. And so, like he's he's been a he's been a wonderful friend. He, uh, I greatly appreciate everything he's done for me, including just just checking in on me from time to time because I'm very very bad at reaching out to people. <laughs> What strikes me when I think about friendship, love, is the is the longevity of some of my relationships. The longevity, oh uh, my God, uh, Adam Smyer, who has been on the show a couple of times, we were 13 or 14 when we first met. That's over 40 years of friendship, over 40 years. Norman Spiller, who's been on this show a couple of times, I met him a year after I met Adam, we're still it's still a a strong friendship we don't see each other that much uh obviously especially this year but uh he could call me anytime i could call him anytime i you know we're we're close we're very close downey jr who i haven't seen in a while we met when we were four years old (laughs) four years old and i'm still you know his dad has been on the show and uh, I'm still, you know, that he and his family are still a part of my life. Uh, it, the longevity of these relationships just blows my mind sometimes. I feel so fortunate to have that kind of stuff in my life. Uh, oldest friends, uh, either of you. Okay. Um, I, um, my friend St. Clair, I've, I've known him for, let's see... 25 years now <laughs> you know he and I met in junior high school and like the year like as the years went by we just became closer and closer and around high school we both were starting to get into music and so we would um, we would uh, come over to each other's house and like write music and play our, uh, play our instruments I play I play guitar he plays bass and we like our friendship just grew and grew and grew and continued to grow um over the years um i haven't and i haven't seen him in 
well over a year um, that he's got he's got uh, he's married and got three kids now but we still talk fairly regularly and so he's he's another he's another very 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 important friend of my life who I love to death um my my oldest friends in New York City are um Jorge and John um who were just named New Yorkers of the week um, where they, by by what um New York one they also they, they were um or yeah I, I think a few news stations did it they um, own the deep end they have been done amazing work this year um getting um still to this day getting hospital getting food to the hospitals every day in, wow. in Brooklyn they um have shut down the bar and restaurant to do so fully full time at this point um they. I told those boys from the minute I met them that they would be, um, they would do things like this, and they were they were the you know party boys. They were like we're not social justice warriors. And so he looked at me, Jorge, and he said, "Who would have thought?" Um, Jorge was the person I first came up to as trans and convinced me to to do it. Um, except for um, Dallas and Jess at the Run for Center, and um, then. Um, um, Jorge, you know, has been through with me through before I had three Dr. Alex's, my, my best friend, Alex, um, who, you know, had a little bit of a schizophrenic attack and my mom freaked out and, um, I got married to a girl. She, my mother does, she doesn't seem to remember any of the stories, but she does remember that story. <laughs> and, um, then I, I also want to shout out Peter um, and Magdalia who we, I, we had on the show here um, who are not my oldest friends but they are um, my um, best friends you know they um, they grew up with Crispin um, and they witnessed um, without me really ever saying what he had done to me witnessed what he had done to me and decided to um, support me to, to like come on my side even though I was you know the worst employee for Magdalia the worst employee not true <laughs> I, I I used to take ketamine so I could become a better cleaner if there was no one in the restaurant. And she, I finally admitted to her. And she goes, I just knew something was up because you can't clean. And then all of a sudden, you would get out of this gut that like, was there for 10 years. <laughs> but if I'm like focused, I'm no longer going to take ketamine. But if I'm focused and it slows me down, I'm actually able to clean quite well. But We'll have to figure out another drug from the doctors for that. <laughs> and um, and then um, I would like to shout out Dallas from Pumps. Um, it's a lot of Dallas's and Jess's. Um, and um, um, DJ Jess Murky, who's no longer with us. Isn't this nice? I mean, also the whole Webster Hall family, down like down to the lighting guards, the security guards. My nutritionist, the other day she said the security guards were very nice to me. Those are like my best friends. So I was like, what do they do? And I like literally stood up from the chair and I was like, what do they do? Who was it? I was about to like go on a beat and turn to one of my friends. And she goes, oh, they stole my drugs. And I said, oh, that was me. I said, I, I was doing those drugs. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Keep talking. Give me one minute. I want to grab something. I'll be right back. Um, um, who else do I want to shout out? I don't know, Calvin. Who else do you, do you have? Anyone else you want to shout out? Um, let's see. Um, actually, I I do have a do have a friend from college that I that that guy got really uh, got really close to. Uh, my friend Emily. 
Like she, like she and I have, in in her words, I, I, I couldn't have put it better myself. Even though we like met, like late in college, like we kind of grew up together. Like the entirety of our twenties, we've, uh, we've spent as friends and just went through a whole bunch of stuff together. And this is a letter dated November second, nineteen seventy, to me, from. <laughs> At that time, Bobby Downey Jr. Oh. <laughs> oh. Wow. Isn't that sweet? It's very sweet. It's very, very sweet. Um, I love that. <laughs> I'll read it. I'll read the letter sometime. But uh, right now I'm enjoying what we're doing. But that's, you know, and to hold on to it that long, obviously it's because I love him. You know, there's so many people in his life that you can't know because he's so goddamn famous. You know, <laughs> Uh, you don't, you don't hold on to something like that for someone who you don't care about. It just doesn't happen. I need. I wanna. I wanna shout shout out my, my te- all my team tinies, um, which are uh, team tinies. Anybody who feels, you know, they've been kicked out of a group or, you know, kind of lost. But it began as just um, not just tiny women or just short people in general. Or like crippled or disabled, you know, just anybody who like was like sort of like probably didn't look like they're gonna win a fight. <laughs> um, except we we we've terrorized New York City, so I think we've we've earned our stripes. But at this point, about or I'm winning the fight. But um, my original team tinies are my cheerleading team in at, um, in Menfield, Massachusetts, who where I grew up. Um, they they helped keep me out of institutions many a time from my mother when my anorexia began thank you but still ended up going getting it so and um also um you know all my team tiny's here in new york um who have you know near and far now christina um melissa of course melissa's our favorite um alexa um, who's in philly right now um, there's many many more rachel Two friends of mine that both of you know, these friendships go back to the 90s, uh, Tom Tenney and Robert Pritchard, uh, the, the Radio Free Brooklyn, the, the creators of Radio Free Brooklyn. These, these are very creative people. These are very kind, kind people. They're fun people. They're very smart people. And, uh, and, and Rob has been so good to me through the years, Robert Pritchard, and so good to everyone around him. And, Can we... Uh, can, oh wait, wait. Can we um? Can we after can that reminded me of a song because. Yeah, play your song. Because basically, I said that your relationship with those two is so good that if you didn't do this radio show, that um, I was gonna break up with you. And so I, I want to play "Meet Me Halfway" by the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> I was gonna break up with you. That was gonna be a final one too. <laughs> All right. Here we go. So glad I'm doing this show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I I woke up without my alarm. Meet me halfway. And that's a good fucking thing for the country to hear, too. Cool. I spend my time just thinking, thinking, thinking about you. Every single day, guess I'm really missing, missing you. And all those things we used to, used to, used to, used to do. Hey girl, what's up? It used to, used to be just me and you. I spend my time I'm not thinking, thinking, thinking about you. Every single day, guess I'm really missing, missing you. 
and all those things we used to, used to, used to do. Hey girl, what's up, girl? What's up, what's up, what's up?
That was awesome. God, I wish we had a, a, a video feed for you guys to see. I, it's just such a mean fucking rug in his underwear. Well, I was I, I was thinking like a little bit of like this is this is that might be my video kills the radio star moment of a, I was like I was like I think this go go performance I would not have gotten paid for I think I think they would have been like all right you just got to go <laughs> but again but it, um I did it out of love for you guys because I wanted oh. to show you guys real joy not bravo um, not 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 what not what we put on this main stage of Webstraw but um. I, I do. I also want to shout out the people of color on the Bushwick Police Department this year who um, um, helped. Like, well, um, also one white guy, the one who can read. Um, that, that was a little joke that one of the people of color sergeants sent to me. I said, "Why are these white guys still have their guns in my face when I, I they, when you you've told them and I told them that I'm just low budget?" She said, "I told. I said they haven't they read the reports?" She said. They can't read. <laughs> and they didn't notice or say that and still get their guns in my face. <laughs> but I would like to shout out the um, the the people of color on that um, department who have you know s- s- sat with me to f- well we typed up notes about how they can uh, better service um, the you know people mentally ill and not. Um, you know, cause accidental deaths because of things like that have almost happened to me. Um, and um, they typed it all up. They changed things that week. Um, they got things changed in New York City that week. I, I would really like to shout out the department. They got me out of an institution. I had to call the cops on Woodhull um, seven times, actually. I said, you're not coming quick enough. <laughs> um, and they, um, they, um, they advocated for my name to be Lucas um, with the hospital. They said, you are, are you are disrespecting him. You're disrespecting him. His name is Lucas. They beat off a hospital worker who was trying to sexually assault me because that happens to trans people a lot in New York. Um, police they, did this. Police did this. They, they, they undressed me safely because I had been assaulted by those workers, the women. And they beat off the men and they hugged me. And I said, this is not fair. I've been raped so many times. I, I need to be able to go to ERs. And they hugged me. Seven seven black women. They said seven black women. Because I, it's in my reports that they used to hate white women. And I, I've gotten over it. Thanks to the Renfrew Center. But it's it's still in my reports. Um, they, I would really like to shout out to the, the people of color in the police department. I am really glad that we've gone in the direction that we did this evening, and there's only three minutes left, but what, uh, what, I, what I wanted to express and what absolutely came out is that love comes in so many forms, and that loving gestures, you know, even from people that you don't know that, that uh, Lucas just talked about, can make such an impact on people's lives. Final thoughts, uh, Calvin? I can't hear you, Calvin. All right. Well, we can't hear Calvin, but uh, there's only two minutes left to the show anyway. And um, final thoughts, Lucas. Um, it, I, I, I'm exhausted, Bushwick, but, um, you know, I, I'm definitely moving back to the village or story. But um, I, you know, um, thank you for, you know, Thank you for 
beating my mother off me, Bushwick. I, 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 Bushwick has shown me love this year. All right. Do we have Calvin back? Yes, you should be able to hear me now. Yes, we can. Okay, uh, just really quick, just uh, continue showing love, um, whatever, um, whatever, in whatever form you can, and don't give up on love. I've, I've been single for so long. I, I gave up quite a while ago, but I'm trying to, trying to, trying to give it another chance. You haven't given up on love. What you're talking about is romantic love. I think the the point that, and I'll make it this point again, is that love does come in so many forms, and you do have love in your life, and you're so fortunate to have it, and uh, and I have love in my life in so many different forms, and I'm so fortunate to have it, and folks out there that might not have a romantic relationship going on right now, and you're moving into Valentine's Day, keep that in mind that their love is, I mean, your cat. <laughs> Can I say one last thing? I, I, I want to say seconds. Nancy, Stephen, and Colin for telling me I can leave abuse and leave Christmas. Thank you. All right, All right, folks, show yourself some love. Show some love Spread to those love around you. It's the Brooklyn way. <laughs> well, we will see you soon. Bye.